So Blake Tanner, we've yeah. been recognized. We've been recognized by the star of Yogi Bear 3D and the Emoji Movie, TJ Miller. Yay. Well, what had happened was, I can't remember, uh, I believe, oh yeah, yeah, it was a uh, friend of the show, good old Megan Bolden, tagged us in a tweet someone put out that said, for the price of seeing the Emoji Movie, you could support your favorite creator on Patreon for up to a year. And so I just decided to retweet that. (laughs) <laughs> with the caption, uh, let's see, where is it? Yo, yo, yo. And then I put three different emo- emojis. Uh, and then in parentheses, sorry at not TJ Miller. Daddy's got to get that money as a joke. And then later that this night, is... I was like, I was trying to get to sleep. And then I just see at T- not TJ Miller likes liked your uh, stat or your tweet. And I just went, oh, shit. Hey, because no, because TJ Miller's in that same vein of celebrity as like Eric Andre, where I'm like, "Fuck, is he gonna like?" I'm, a, I'm I was expecting to get a Patreon donation that just says, "Here's fifty dollars per episode," but you have to do every episode now with your dick out. Like, whoa, TJ, no, TJ, please. I'd fucking do it. <laughs> hey, TJ, you listening? That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS. The greatest show in the planet, planet, the planet region. (laughs) Featuring the two best damn men of all time, and I'm talking about he. The B to the LA key. That's right, it's Blake Tanner. (laughs) And over there, everybody's favorite round face, hipster bearded boy. No, don't. Scotty. I was feeling self-conscious about my choices in life. (laughs) You just called me a a Hanson song (laughs) that's more depressing Hanson song. (laughs) Yeah, if you guys want to know what we're talking about, check out the BS rev up (sighs) exclusively on our Patreon. But yeah, no, I shaved because I was like, I want to look like, I want to have like that Chris Jericho slash Star-Lord look. And now that it's grown out a little bit, I'm like, "Mm, there's just not... There's not enough fur there yet, so it just looks like I've been, like, eating a tub of ice cream. <laughs> oh, no. It's just been like, no, 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 no. Cactus sprinkles. Uh, no, don't, I would use, only have rainbow sprinkles, and you know it. Um, so how it have really you been? sucks. Huh? Go oh, on. It just really sucks. You've been doing that keto diet. You've been doing some <laughs> keto? Yeah. Okay, now look, I like to think my, I like to think my keto diet is, uh, it's, you know how, like, when a wife gets pregnant, the husband starts to feel pains for them? Well, you started out this week with, uh, I believe if you told me correctly, uh, po- like, I was about to just say poisoning, but food poisoning. I was so pooping there- everything in my body out at once. <laughs> it was just all gone. Well, all I gone. decided... I decided in that in that vein, I will uh, I'll start the keto diet. Which, if no one uh, listening has ever heard of ketosis, 
It's essentially where you look at your body and you're like, hey, body, you know carbs? That stuff that your whole life you've mm. been using to f fuel you? Yeah, fuck off, because we're about to eat nothing but fat, and you better get used to it or else we'll die. And so, <laughs> I'm still in this phase of like, it's like the first part of keto, which they call the keto flu, which is where your body's mm -hmm. like, yo, dog, you just had a fucking, you just ate, drank coffee that has butter and coconut oil in it. Maybe this is not the safest plan for you. And, no, and then you just gotta work through that. That's just, God, that just sounds like a fucking horrible thing. It's not that bad. It's pretty uh, bad. Like, you gotta get... <laughs> Pop you a little cinnamon in that bad boy, you'll be fine. But otherwise, you do... the best way to describe the keto diet, at least when you first start out, is you're eating a lot of coconut oil and butter and, like, melty cheeses, and your body just starts to feel real oil. You feel like a human bottle of olive oil. You're just so nasty. That makes my chest hurt, kind of thinking about that. Oh, hold That's on. A... Would you like Would you like me to take you through what I get to eat nowadays? Oh, so, so I okay, wake up. I wake up and I have my bulletproof coffee. That's what they call it to try to make you feel like a man. Ignore uh -huh. the fact that you're eating fucking butter for breakfast. Uh, then I kind of <laughs> chill out for a while. Then I'll have me a pizza. But of course, you know, I can't have the crust because that has carbs. So instead, what I do is take some mozzarella and parmesan. And if you cook it long enough, it crisps. And then I make a pizza on top of that. I eat one of those. At this point oh. in the day, I feel like I'm going to die. Cut to... Probably because you are. You're dying right now, Scotty. <laughs> Shh. It's okay. I'm still here. Uh, cut to my following meal, which is either just bacon and eggs, which is fine, or a fucking fat bomb. If you misheard me, it's a fat bomb, which is what? where they're just, yeah, they're just like, all right, here's what you want to do, fam. You're going to take some coconut oil and some heavy cream and some, I don't know, some other shit. Maybe some coconut oil, heavy cream, ah, maybe throw some cream cheese in there, mix it all together, put some flavoring in it, I don't give a shit what it is, and then you freeze it, and then you just eat it in individual chunks, and it's just a you bomb of fat. You freeze it? Yeah, you freeze it, because it's going to start off real greasy and weird and nasty, so you freeze it, and it becomes like a bite-sized little morsel that you can pop in your mouth hole there. Your face is the best right now. Okay, so that's uh that's my third meal of the day. And then I usually have four. So fourth meal uh is Taco Bell. No. Uh fourth meal uh you take your big old about a six ounce patty of ground beef. But of course that's not good enough. So then you take mozzarella cheese, put it in the middle, and then surround it like a nasty ass ball. Then you fry that bitch up, then melt cheddar cheese. There's already cheese inside of it. You put more cheese on top, and then uh, you put some bacon on top of that. Then you eat it. It's actually really damn good. That's the best part of my deck. Yeah, you know, you actually lost weight using this diet in the past. and And you don't know how. 
I don't know I how. Don't. I just oh, don't. Oh, it was shocking. Okay. No, I, was it Thursday? It was either Thursday or Wednesday. I went and stepped on the scale. Uh, Sunday, I weighed 100 and... No, 100. No, fuck that. Uh, Sunday, I weighed 226 pounds, 24. And by Wednesday, I was already at 220. So I, in the span of three days of eating this nasty shit, I lost five pounds. This. Nap. That was your body contorting and changing its entire form to try try and keep your heart pumping. Oh, it's pretty nasty, especially like during the first phases of the keto flu where your body is just like, hey, you're not supposed to eat this, so we're just going to flush it out of you no matter what way we want to. It's just going to happen. Like it kicked in high gear the other day. I mean, uh... Noobs. Yeah, uh, before we get was into, a, okay, was go this on. around Tuesday? Because that was, that was probably the worst part of my week. Tuesday was also my birthday. Happy birthday, Blake. I hope you like food poisoning. We yeah, got it for you. Your That's present, my present. food poisoning. I had to sleep upstairs because I was too worried that I wouldn't make it if I stayed downstairs. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> by the way, just a quick aside. When we recorded Fight Boys on Tuesday, uh, if you'll remember, I did, like, mockingly be like, hey, guys, I'm having LaCroix, and LaCroix is such shit. It's horrible. Now, after, like, six days of keto, I am in this state of, like, give me all the LaCroix. It tastes like sweet, beautiful goodness. It tastes like purity, as opposed to this nasty grease shit that I'm putting in my body all day. See, this... Psychiatrists of the world, take note. This is a picture-perfect case of Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> You've been kidnapped by butter. No, the reason, the reason uh, why I did it is I saw an interview with uh, Penn Gillette, and he went on a diet where for two weeks he just ate corn. No butter, no salt. It was just corn. <laughs> And basically, what he, what it, yeah, yeah, and what it I mean, did you, was it, you can't digest it, it, so his entire poops were corn. He had corn. He was poop. pooping out new corn cobs. Wait, wait, hold on. It might have been potatoes. It was either potatoes or corn. Either oh. way, yeah, no, potatoes no, it was less funny. It was potatoes because when he got off of like the two weeks, the first thing he ate was corn, and he was like, "That was the sweetest, most beautiful corn I'd ever had in my life." Because eating all those potatoes just resets your taste buds. And he was like, well, I realized that, like, if I try, I couldn't go, like, immediate route. I couldn't just be like, I'm just going to adjust my eating patterns. If I was going to lose weight, I had to do something crazy and extreme. And that's how I ended up losing all my weight. And that that's when, in my head, it clicked. And I went, well, yeah, I've been trying to do things moderately, and it don't work. So let's just go buy a bunch of butter. Let's just go buy butter and see what happens. I feel like, though, like, if you've been eating one single thing or the same thing for weeks on end. Well, it was just two weeks. first time, yeah, well, the first time that you break from that, first time, whatever you eat, it's going to be the best thing you've ever had in your life. But yeah, fair point. Um, uh, like, but yeah, how was, the, how was food poisoning, buddy? It was great. Um... Do you like waking up every 15 to 45 minutes and being not being sure which end you need to point at the toilet? That's food poisoning. Just hold on. 
Fun fact, also what the beginning of keto is like. Because <laughs> I've had a few days where I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to have to pull the swivel in a few minutes. Something's happening. I've also noticed, like, after after all the food poisoning stuff subsided, I, yeah. my, my jaws have been hurting. And my mom's like, oh, yeah, you might be careful. You might have TMJ, which is that jaw problem. What? Isn't that like lockjaw? It's... Well, it's not like, it's not like, um, fucking, I pricked myself on a, uh, on a rusty nail, and now it's just cracked open. No, it's just like, sometimes, it's when, like, the jaws, muscles in your face, they kind of yeah. get tired and worn out. It's basically like you've pulled them, or you've overused oh, them. okay. And now they're really tired, and they make the rest of your face feel horrible. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. yeah, I was... That's pr- Do you know what gave you food poisoning? I don't. <laughs> My- oh no, that's the mm. worst. There was a murder and you yep. don't know who the culprit is. <laughs> uh, Might have been. Uh, I had some. I had some sushi, and yeah. I was the only one that had this sushi from the food court at yeah. the hospital at UAB. And like normally, it's good, but sometimes it's Raw fish. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, it is still raw fish. So, you know, at that keep, point, you, might, you that. might want to fix Every, something. Yeah, if you are a fan of sushi, you just need to know you're rolling those dice. Yeah. However however small that chance might be, every time, every time you pick up that spicy tuna, you're like, oh, I love me this spicy tuna. This is real good spicy tuna. It, that spicy tuna might be like, oh, you fucking done it now, son. That spicy tuna, like, I'm about to bend you over a toilet bowl, son. I hope you like both Take ways, you from both boy. ends. I'm gonna make you, I'm gonna make you spicy. Let's make, let's make these intestines real spicy now. Oh, Jesus. Um, oh, also, I learned, uh, about keto. I have never done it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you talk about me losing weight on the diet before. I guess that was just on accident. Because I looked it up and they're like, hey, just so you know, on keto, you don't need to eat a lot of protein. Like maybe 15 to 20 percent needs to come from protein. Cut back to the first time I did keto where I believe I think I just ate nothing but protein and then maybe a stick of butter to go along with it. I remember that. Yeah. It was was pretty impressive. And they're like, hey, yeah, just don't do that because then your body's going to fuck up. And I was like, oh, that's not good. I was listening to the Stone Cold podcast earlier this week, and uh, old Uncle Austin, he was talking about he started keto, started keto, uh, ate a lot of fat, kind of jarring for me. The rest of my, for most of my life, a professional wrestler, everyone was like, you got to hit that protein, protein and carbs. You got to count those protein and carbs. Don't even care about fat, fat, no fat, no fat, whoop fat's ass. Now it's like I'm eating all this goddamn fat. Oh, destroy this those damn fat, butter. let me tell you what. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah, fat. Uh, and that's the butter line because Stone Cold <laughs> said so. Oh, yeah. I'm, you know, I've, I've looked at keto, and I don't think that, like, I've been at the uh, at the state of being overweight enough where it's like, yeah, if I wanted to take drastic measures, I would do keto. But looking at it, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Well, you're not a big boy. 
If you no, did keto, but... you would fly away in the wind, Blake Tanner. <laughs> I would have to oh. tie you down like a kite. <laughs> Where did Blake go? Oh, he's been eating nothing but butter for five weeks, and it's made him lose weight. Nope. That's not how he shit went... works. Yes, it is. Nope. I haven't seen him. He he went walking down to the basement. Or, oh, shit, I think he slipped through a crack. Blake! <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It's like, Blake, Blake, where are you at? Blake, oh, God, Blake's disappeared. And then you turn, and you're actually just <laughs> a flat two-dimensional object at this point. And we're like... Guys, I'm right here. Oh, I'm no, sorry. I'm sorry, here. I didn't see you. My existence has become nothing but pain in your 3D world. <laughs> I am a flatlander. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I thought the keto flu kicked in bad on, like, Tuesday. Because, like, I had this moment where I, you feel like you're real drunk all the time. Because you're just like, oh, wow, this is, I'm really woozy and exhausted. And I thought it kicked in really bad. Until Wednesday happened. <laughs> and uh, on Wednesday, to uh, to promote the release of my new podcast, the Queasel Corp Podcast, which is fantastic, go check that out. Um, I decided to take all my friends to to go see uh, one of my a couple of my favorite characters from the book, who are in fact the band known as Nickelback. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I, so I took all my friends to a Nickelback concert, which may be the funniest sentence I'll ever get to say in my damn life. <laughs> it's not that I hate Nickelback; I love Nickelback, but at the same time, I am very much aware of what Nickelback represents in our community, and mm-hmm. so uh, we all went. And you get, I get really nervous because, like, I have to make sure there's no carbs in anything. Like, they're like, so <laughs> I, I went online and was like, well, I kind of want to drink at the concert. What can I drink? And this is my favorite thing about my diet. I went on one of those websites that'll be like, uh, one of them websites that be like this, right? And it's like, <laughs> hey, it be like it is, but it do. They'd be like, hey, don't have margarine, right? Have butter with that. Have you some butter, big boy. Don't have some cereal. Have you some bacon and eggs. And then I went down to don't have beer or cocktails. Have hard, hard liquor. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I got this shit. Okay, we good then. So we went to the Nickelback concert. I I don't think that it means... It's like, yeah, that means you could just mainline some whiskey, buddy. <laughs> you, you, you on that keto diet? Drink all this whiskey. You won't have to worry about weight. I got an IV Volazima writing on y'all motherfuckers. <gasps> so, uh, but then they also said, hey, just so you know, your tolerance are, is going to go down a whole lot if you Don't drink. Don't go talk about that, too. I had a couple of shots of whiskey put me on my ass. Didn't know what was happening. <laughs> Never done that to me well, before. Gone through that keto flu. Damn. Oh, well, let me tell you something. Stone Cold's motherfucking right. Because <laughs> I got to the concert and I bought me a double of Crown Royal because I'm a fancy bitch and I deserve it. So I, I drink it. Because, you know, I, I, I handle alcohol adequately. However, I drink it like it's water. So I'm just like, let's go. So I down it. And then all of a sudden, like, I just kind of feel it hit, and I'm like, oh, okay, guys, this is going to be a good concert. Ooh, Daughtry's out. Let's play some Daughtry. Whoa! And so that all happens, (laughs) and it gets to a point where this dies down, and my buddy Jarrett's like, 
I'm gonna wait, and then I'm gonna get pretty. And I'm gonna drink again during Nickelback. That way, I'll fucking I really have a good party going. And I'm like, okay, okay, cool. And I'll get something then too. But also, I don't know if you've ever tried to buy alcohol, specifically liquor, at a concert. But don't. <laughs> I could buy a fucking. Di- I could buy a copy of a uh, of Big Hero Six for the price of this fucking shot of liquor. Why is Big Hero Six your comparison? Mostly because I really much- want a copy of Big Hero Six, and it's fairly it's fairly expensive. How um, much does a copy of Big Hero Six cost? Uh, twenty five, twenty. It was nineteen for the whiskey, but uh, and so I went to my friend Jarrett, and I was like, "Hey, bud, I bought these tickets. Would you mind getting me on the drink?" And he just goes. Dude, you're good. I'll get you whatever. And I was like, awesome, double whiskey. And then I drink it. And now I am four shots of whiskey into this concert on keto in the keto flu. And I turned into Chris fucking Jericho during the Nickelback concert because I was singing every word and doing like the, yeah, all right, let's go. Yeah, baby. Like, I was making hand motions. It was going. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm through with standing in line. The clubs will never get in. It was insane. (laughs) My personal favorite moment, though, was during Rockstar. They decided to bring on two people from the audience to sing with them. They picked the drunkest man in Georgia that day to come on stage with them during Rockstar. And it didn't matter what part of the song they were in. I'm surprised enough that it, it wasn't you. <laughs> doesn't matter if it was a verse. Didn't matter if it was the chorus. Didn't matter if it was a guitar solo. This man just had his microphone. was like, hey, 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 rock star. star. <laughs> and we're hey. just sitting there like, fuck, they are ruining a pretty damn good song. It's a, and that's then, one uh, of their big ones. That, oh, that's their biggest one. But their finale, they played um, Burn It to the Ground, which a lot of people are just like, okay, that just sounds like a Nickelback song. I know it personally as the theme song to Monday Night Raw from like 2007 to 2011. So when Uh, that shit cranked up, I was just like, you can't see me. Yeah. Like I just started going ham on that. Hey, it's me, John Cena, your dad. It's me, John Cena, your poppy. And then we decided to go to Waffle House afterwards, and that is when the keto flu decided to punch me in the proverbial balls and be like, "All right, how you gonna get home now, bitch? You you about to die?" <laughs> and so I'm sitting in my car for what is an hour and forty five minute drive, just like Brady. I I love you and you're my friend, but also know. I'm about to listen to my brother, my brother, and me and not give a fuck about you for this next couple of hours because I will die if I have to focus on anything other than driving right now. Yeah. Like, that was insane was how bad the keto flu. Because, like, I had already thought it had hit me. I was like, it's already hit me. I'm through it. We're good. But no, no, no. Past two days have been the days of, like, all right, money. <laughs> My name is Keto Flu. Stone Cold Steve Austin sent me to whoop your dumb ass <laughs> into oblivion. Oh. Oh, hey, Steve Austin, that's my uncle. That's my uncle, Steve Austin. That's my uncle. <laughs> so, um, oh, don't you have a tale to tell about, is it peanut butter? Oh, 
Oh, if you want. Um, oh, I'm amped about this tale. I want to hear it. <laughs> well, you know, it's a little bit of a... <laughs> uh, now, there's a there's a little town uh, just about, just northwest of me uh, called yeah. Jasper, Jasper, Alabama. I'm aware of Jasper. it's got some characters. Yeah, it's yeah, It's got yeah. some characters. I just want to read you this story from NPR. Okay. Jasper, Alabama head- character. Yeah. Welcome. The headlines rife with puns about nutty escapes and sticky situations nearly write themselves, but the jam that Walker County Jail in Jasper, Alabama found itself in after 12 inmates escaped using peanut butter appears to have... They finally captured all the dudes. All right. But they said that all of the, uh, that one of the inmates was able to trick, um, a new jailer that had just started working there. Okay. By using the peanut butter they had scraped from their sandwiches to smear it over the numbers of, um, like the exit to the cell, cell and their cell numbers. Yeah. To fudge the numbers. So the new jailer that didn't know the numbers, he opened up the exit thinking that it was um, an entrance to the cell. What the fuck? I knew about the 12 people escaping. I didn't know it was through such dumb means. (laughs) (laughs) They were able to change the numbers on their doors with fucking peanut butter. What are the fucking numbers made of? Peanut butter? I guess they're peanut numbers. Nut numbers. The nut numbers. They're crunching, he ch- crunching the nut numbers. They changed the nut numbers. <laughs> Brady, just, they changed the nut numbers. What are we going to do? I'm just happy. The Dresden they, boys have escaped. I'm happy they've all been captured by now. I'm happy they busted those nuts. I really am. <laughs> oh, God. One of them was incarcerated for attempted murder. And yet he was just like, all right, I'm a hardened criminal. I tried to kill a man. You got that peanut butter? Hey, you got that peanut Hey, Morty. Morty, you're going to need to get that peanut butter. Get that peanut butter and smear it good, you hear me, boy? Oh, Jesus. Hey, um, bo- you better smear that peanut butter, you get it? Smear it good. You better not. You better make those numbers look seamless. <laughs> and you know what else is seamless, Blake Tanner? Transition into uh, our yes! Patreon plug. This transition into us talking about patreon.com slash a load of BS. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon.com slash a load of BS is the website where you can go to directly support these good BS boys right here. It's a website where you basically get to re- like a reoccurring payment to us every single month. Make it a dollar, 50 cents, it doesn't matter. It's basically you guys saying, hey, we're enjoying the show. Here's a few uh, pennies a month to help out. And we do have perks over there for you. If you spend any amount of money, whether it be one cent or 1,000 cents, which is, uh, <laughs> I believe, $10, uh, you get access to the BS Rev Up because me and but This show... Look, guys, I know this show seems flawlessly perfect every time, but me and Blake need some time to rev up before it really gets going. It's like the foreplay before this, and we bust this nut of a BS show that we have. And so the BS rev up is just uh, you guys getting to see us, you know, interact, have a little bit of fun before the show. It's great. Uh, Donate a dollar, though, 
and you will get shouted out every single week like the Patreon saint herself, Deborah A. Moore, like my father, Scott Moore, like Megan Bolden, like all the greats. Donate $5, though, and uh, we know it's hard out there for you. We know it's difficult to make it through your life, and that is why we will send you motivational videos from me or the B just to help you get through the week. But of course, if you donate $30, ladies and gentlemen, that's right, $30, and you will be one of the many in the B.S. Booty Box, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, the B.S. Booty Box. B.S. Booty Box! <laughs> oh, God, they're back. I definitely commanded Blake, not commanded Blake, but told him, like, hey, if you could not fuck with fidget spinners on this episode, it'd be great. But no. Booty no. Box! <laughs> Yeah, it's the- gonna this week. Your booty box is gonna look like this, Jimmy John's lunchbox. <laughs> but yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. The BS Booty Box is a monthly subscription service where every single month I design a brand new shirt. It goes up on a load of purebs.com. But if you want to get access to it first, just get them. Donate that thirty dollars. You get that shirt shipped right to you. We take care of it for you. You get a free shirt. If we come up with other cool stuff like stickers or stuff like that, you guys will get it. And it's only available to you if you go to patreon.com slash a load of BS. Hey, Scotty. Yeah. You, can I just preview what we got in this, this week's booty box? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This open, is stuff open, that I, I definitely the- haven't just picked off my desk. Okay. Uh, what's this? Oh, look. It's a bag full of earplugs. Oh, oh, wow, amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, hold on. A little mini bite-sized Snicker. Oh. Yeah, Snicker bar. Look at the, uh, Not- a Kit Kat. Look, it's a, it's an Expo marker that's been wrapped in electrical tape. That's useful. Um, oh, a pair of chopsticks that aren't in any kind of, uh, any kind of protective covering. And... Yeah. Genuine my, air duster, as used by Blake Tanner to kill a fly. My personal favorite moment about thing about this Blake Tanner is the fact that your internet is running so slow right now that it's not you being like, hey guys, here's the Snickers. Hey, here's the chopsticks. It's more like, hey guys, here's the... And then here's the... And here's some pencil. And then... <laughs> it's all well, frozen. It's, most, people, most people don't watch... Um, they just only listen, so it's fine. It's fine, probably. it's fine, it's fine. So, uh, uh, Blake Tanner, it's prom season, and... Oh my god, Scotty. Before we yes. get to prom... Yeah? The 12th inmate, the last one in the peanut butter, in the great peanut butter heist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They captured him in Tequesta, Florida. He was coming for me, he didn't realize I moved back. <laughs> That's over an hour south of Kissimmee. Holy shit. PB Boy went hard. He went fucking hard. He was down there, dude. But yeah, Blake Tanner, like I said, it's totally prom season right now. And uh, we, I knew we needed some tips for getting, uh, getting those hotties to come to prom with us. And that's why I went to the great website known as WikiHow. To find us. <laughs> To find us some lovely stuff to uh, to help us out with our first ever prom. Now, Blake Tanner, now, Scotty, I know... I'm about six okay. years removed from my prom. No, 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 and... no. This is... No, no, no. No, shut up. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, no, 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 shut up. Don't ruin the bit. Uh, 
But um, I, I know, Blake, one of the things that I was always very nervous about, I'm sure maybe you were as well, was asking a lady to the dance. And I found a lovely WikiHow article on asking a specific type of lady to go to the dance. Oh, no. <laughs> How oh, to no. ask an equestrian to a dance. Oh, no. Whether it's prom, homecoming, or formal, if you want a memorable and creative way to ask a horse crazy girl to a dance and get a yes, start with step one. So, oh god, <laughs> the pictures of this lady are great. Um, well, Can here I just say a- that okay, anytime I see somebody on like a dating thing, like Bumble or Tinder, and it's like horse life, horses forever. I run. I run away from my phone. I throw my phone physically as far away as I can, and I leave because that's not something that I fuck with. Yeah. Because ain't, well, ain't, I ain't going down with any horses, boy. <laughs> Method one of attracting your horse lady is the jumps. Number one, establish whether or not the girl you want to ask to dance has a trainer or someone that works with that she practices jumps on horseback. Number two, don't worry about it being awkward. It's gonna be awkward. Step three, plan mm. out a jump course. So your idea, this is their plan. What? To get the this is their plan to get their horsewoman. Is they're going to plot out a, a course for the horse to jump across, and then you put banners up that say uh hold on, the exact example. Make signs to ask her to the dance. Put something like prom? Jerry. Oh, jeez. No, Jerry. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Give her answer signs. There should be two jumps. One that says yes and one that says no. So she can give you an answer based on what jump she chooses. What girl in this moment is just like, all right, buttercup, go towards that no. Fuck this guy. Jesus. I really love I really love this one note. Whatever the trainer thinks is best. Some horses may find a flapping banner tied to the jump scary. Could you imagine that moment? Oh, no. Imagine you're fucking Jerry. <laughs> you're Jerry and all you want is your Jerry. fucking lady your horse lady to go to prom with you and she goes through all these jumps and then the horse sees one that says prom at the top, fucking freaks out, falls on its side and breaks her leg. Ari Jerry doesn't look like Buttercup's that into you, and now I'm gonna have to go shoot her, so I'm gonna be busy. Oh, I was gonna say broke the girl's neck, not Buttercup's leg. Oh, wait, the girl's neck or Buttercup's leg? No, the girl's leg is what's broken. But So not Buttercup's neck. So you have to shoot the girl. Um, let's see. Oh, Met- now, what? Blake Tanner, mm-hmm. now, as we figured out, there are some problems with that plan. So, method two, horseshoes. Just get a bunch of horseshoes. That's step one. Step two, form the letters from horseshoes on the ground that ask her to the dance. How fucking strong do you think Jerry is that he's able what? to just take these metal horseshoes and be like, oh, it's an S now. No. <laughs> Well, good thing I'm going to go to my friend who's a blacksmith, because there's a lot of blacksmiths left in the world now. Like, He's got a forge and everything. 
even if they were just like, hey, maybe you just need to spell it out, there are very few, like, letters you can form with, like, a few horseshoes. Yeah. I feel like if you put enough work in it... How expensive are horseshoes? That's also a question you need to know. Well, Blake Tanner... Oh, my God. The total cost of shoeing one horse is $127. Okay, now that's just for the labor. That might just be a lot for the labor. How much are just, like, bulk horseshoes? Okay, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Cast iron horseshoes for decorating and crafts is for 20 pieces is $27. (laughs) Even then, this fucker's gonna need a lot, and then he's also gonna have to pay for a blacksmith. Meanwhile... I can find a pretty good deal on some used horseshoes of varying size and condition that need to be cleaned up mostly for a dollar fifty-five on Etsy. Oh wow, really? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you let's see. Fi- now, Blake, Blake Tanner, let's move on to method three, which is my personal favorite: paint the horse. Do you want me to repeat that? Yeah, she's going to enjoy that. Paint the horse. Get in touch with the Trump. Get in touch with the trainer. You'll just need hair chalk or regular chalk or washable paint. Remember, this is a living, breathing animal. Guess what? I don't think WikiHow remembered that this was a living, breathing animal. Uh, Let's see. Okay, so I I can only imagine that you're approaching. It's like, hey, Denise... I think Buttercup has something that she wants to say to you. <laughs> it's only and then on she one comes side, out, though. yeah. And then just the words "prom?" question mark are drawn and painted on that horse. And it's Denise is so happy, and she takes her fucking horse to prom. <laughs> that's how, that's how Jerry, it works out for you, Jerry. Here's your problem. She's gonna think the horse is asking her. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's see. Step two, make sure it's okay to write something on her horse. Now, hold on. How do you handle this question? Hey, Bethy? Beth, come here. Uh, would you mind if I wrote on your horse? Oh, like you want to ride my horse? Like, ride on it? No, no, wrote. R-O-T-E. I want to write on your horse. Hey, Scotty. I like the fact that your two imaginary people in this situation are Jerry and Beth. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm sorry, I've been watching a lot of oh, Rick and Morty. Uh, number three, figure out when she'll be at the barn. Step four, write or paint onto the horse's side. Prom or dance. My favorite part is they did not put a question mark on dance, meaning it's now become a command. It dance. Now. Okay. Wait okay. for her to get to the barn so she knows you're the one asking her. That way she's not like Buttercup. I thought you'd never ask. Oh, Buttercup, my darling. Oh, now this fourth method. This fourth method, Black Tanner, will never work. This fourth method is just ask her. That's ridiculous. No, what the fuck? That's not how you date a horse lady. Yeah, you mean I have to ask her and, like, not have anything related to horses? I don't think you understand horse ladies. Yeah, people, it, people who like their horses, anybody who likes their horses, doesn't matter who, yeah, yeah, but yeah. everything in their life is horse-related. Uh-huh. You got your horse ladies, you got your, uh, admittedly, rarer horse boys, but they're there. <laughs> horse boys! Uh, let's 
let's see. Well, now that we've got our date, we've got uh, Bethy, our horsewoman. Let's let's figure out how to dance at a middle school dance. So I don't even think this oh, is saying no. how to dance. This is how to get ready. So this is us getting ready for our dance. It does admittedly say at a middle school dance. Specifically a middle school dance. I feel like I'm at li- a little bit of a disadvantage here because I never went to a dance in middle school. Yeah. Or well, ever until I went to here prom. We- here we go. Step one. On the night before the dance, get your hair done. A cute top and jeans or a skirt and a pair of matching shoes. This is your first dance, Blake, and you should feel comfortable. For guys, wear a nice okay. graphic tee like you can purchase at merch.aloadofpurebs.com and a pair of jeans. Wait. What? Yeah, is yeah, this yeah. what the kids are dancing in nowadays? My God, look at the downfall of society. They're, yeah, they're going to be dancing in a good old Steel City kick shirt from merch.aloadofpurebs.com. <laughs> Back in my day, you would get a tasteful band t-shirt. Damn it. Uh, step two, skip the cocktail dress. And depending on your school, unless it's semi-formal, consider skipping a dress entirely. Don't act like anyone else. Be yourself, Blake Tanner. Wear a dress. So, Jesus. so I'll, this is, I'll wear a dress. All right. <laughs> Step three, become familiar with the songs. I guess the DJ was just like, hey, guys, I don't want to throw anybody off. So I'm going to post this on Facebook. List. I'm going to put my set list out beforehand. Yeah. Also, Blake. To, to be honest, Scotty, look, what are the chances that at a middle school dance that either one or both of these songs would be played? Cupid Shuffle. Or the cha-cha slide. Well, my personal favorite moment is the fact that in this description, it does in fact say, learn dance songs like Teach Me How to Dougie, You're a Jerk, Single Ladies, Cat Daddy, The Cupid Shuffle, and The Cha-Cha Slide. Which, by the way, if you don't know how to do the cha-cha slide, you're fucking deaf. Because that motherfucker (laughs) comes over and it's just like, stop your right foot. Thank you. I will be honest. It doesn't take much more to do the Cupid Shuffle. Exactly. It's just like, go to the left, motherfucker. Now go right. <laughs> Can I you wanna, kick? Can I you want kick? I want to do the most aggressive, like, middle school dance song of all time. Like, turn your body, you fucking idiot. Now moonwalk. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't know how to do that? Of course you don't, you dumb fifth grader. Fucking Y'all bleeds. motherfuckers know what a Charlie Brown is? Nope. But we still gonna do it. Now, Charlie Brown! Charlie Brown! Charlie Brown! Uh, number four. Don't be afraid to dance with no one at all. Dance like no one's looking. I wish it said that. It doesn't, though. So, dance with no one. Dance like people are almost not there. Wait, what? What? Dance like people are almost not there. Just try to get the beat right through. It's like they couldn't get the rights to say dance like nobody's looking. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, oh, God, we're gonna get sued. Uh, step six, Blake Tanner, make sure you don't sit in the benches by the chairs or the wall. Try not to attract attention when you really want to dance. People might look at you and wonder, why isn't she out on the dance floor? Just care less about what the others think of you. If you really want to dance, get out there and have fun. By the way, uh, four shots of whiskey, Scotty, was taking all of this advice during that Nickelback concert. He was like, yeah, (laughs) if today was your last day. Uh, God. Now, number seven, Blake Tanner, when you're having fun dancing to the techno beat or R&B hip-hop joints, the DJ will unexpectedly say something like, 
Hey, you lovebirds out there, get ready for the slow dance. This is in middle school. If that fucking DJ says Ooh. this, I'm fucking firing him. <laughs> I'm the principal. No slow dancers here. Mm-mm. All right, you gotta now, leave some room for the Holy Ghost. <laughs> now, number eight, if you can't find a friend to go with, find one there. That's not weird at all. What? Hi, I'm a fifth grader. Dance with me. No, I like to think of it as like, hey, Charlie, how's it going, man? Like, your best friend, Charlie? And, like, you haven't talked to Charlie about this dance at all. Yeah. And, like, you come up there and it's like, Charlie, what up? You want, you want to chill over here? Let's chill. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we just chill. Oh, are they about to pull the BS technique of being at a party and that they're going to be in the back corner like, look at these fucking idiots. Mm Mm-hmm. Why are we here? Now, my personal favorite... Oh. My favorite tactic at a party for us is sitting out on the porch. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Even if everybody goes in. (laughs) If more than five people come out on the porch with us, though, we're like, oh, fuck, this party's getting crowded. We need to get out of here. (laughs) Now, my personal favorite step, Blake Tanner, number nine, beware of the cool kids. Oh, shit. Many of them go to school. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is this like a mean girl situation that they're talking about? Well, Like these popular cool kids that are like evil. The picture they use for the cool kids is great because this has definitely never been a cool kid. It's a bigger guy backwards black baseball cap the longest necklace i've ever seen and then a normal black shirt that's way too oversized with a skull on it and he's making like the rock on hands he's like yeah okay i don't know what high school you've been to but that dude is not one of the cool kids hey blake tanner show respect this is middle school Jeez. yeah that's a middle school we didn't know what we were in middle school, honestly. Uh, many many of the cool kids go to school dances, Blake Tanner, so you have to be careful. Make sure you're not in the big clump of wannabes near their group of friends, because you'll be considered annoying. And many of them take pictures with their phones for social networking sites, so you don't want to be in the kid in the background striking a crazy pose and having people calling you Disco Girl. Then, thus concluding, if you aren't one of the cool kids, don't be near the cool kids. What the fuck? This shit just took a turn. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. This is coming from the guy that five minutes ago told you to dance like nobody was watching. <laughs> and then it's like, except for the cool kids, you dance like those cool kids are watching your every fucking move. Dance like no one's watching except for the cool kid. Is Tyler looking? Is Tyler looking at me? Make sure he's looking at me. I'm dancing good. Hi. Oh god, Tyler's taking pictures. Is he taking a picture of me? Is he gonna make fun of me? Was oh, I disco fuck girl? You, Tyler. Hey now, dude, Blake Tyler, Tanner, what the fuck, dude? Blake Tanner, we have our date. We know how to behave. But now it's time to get down and dirty as WikiOut teaches us how to dirty dance. What? Part one. Part one. Learn some dance moves, Blake Tanner. Engage your head, neck, and upper body if you're a man. So, their version of Dirty Dancing is a whole big pile of... Yeah! Get that body right, baby! Jesus. Alright. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, Learn some basic moves after this. Learn the basic rhythmic step. Step right, then bring the right foot together with the left. Practice a basic dirty dancing hold. 
In case you don't know what that is, it does sound like a finishing move. Oh. I got the dirty dancing hold. <laughs> uh, place your right, put your right hip so it's glued to the woman's right hip. Then take your right leg and place it between her legs, so you form like a Voltron-esque human. Well, eventually this is going to lead to like you both like quasi fuse into one uh-huh. being. As you've finally found your match and you will never part, you become a four. You become a four-legged hell beast. Part three: rock your hips and bend your knees. And the image they're using: this woman looks like she has broken her spine, like it is a full Ooh. busted. Uh, step four: grind. Now, in case you didn't know, Blake Tanner, grinding is a popular dirty dancing move that involves rubbing your hips on the groin area of someone dancing behind you. What? <laughs> so that's another thing so, you can do for dirty dancing. Not you. Not only are you dancing with whoever you're dancing with, you're dancing with the person behind you too. Oh yeah. Now it's a it's a real fucking freight train situation. Uh, now, number five, number five, Blake Tanner, move a part of your body in isolation. Hold most of your body still while you move only a certain part. For example, stand close to your partner and stay still except for rocking your hips or locking your knees. Uh, my personal dance move, I came up with this. Uh, I keep most of my body steady, and then I just kind of flip my hand back and forth over and over again. This is how you really get the ladies burning. Yeah, if you're, if you're really, if you're really, um... You're really good at it. Mm-hmm. You can do both hands. <laughs> All right, let's see. Number six: touch your partner's body, but leave room for Jesus. I wish was part of it. Uh, number seven: what is this? Number seven: touch your own body. Except this woman looks like she's on the cover of like a martial arts movie. She's like got one up here and one down there. She's like, oh, it's time. <laughs> Um, alright, number eight. Follow the beat of the music. What? I don't want to do that. I'm really into dancing sensually to, uh, like Mozart. I want to dance really fast and crazy to some Mozart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. And number nine. How do you get to Carnegie Hall and Dirty Dance there, Blake Tanner? Well, quite simply. Quite simply, you practice. Um, so yeah, I guess. Wow, prom, prom is here, and I think we're prepped. How do you feel after that, Blake Tanner? Scotty, I don't, I don't know how much you know about prom, but prom is like in April. What? <laughs> oh yeah, shit! I fu- got- ah shit, dude! I fucked yeah. up. I'm sorry, you, man. You got the wrong really A month, up. man. I really ganked up, man, but at least I got that equestrian to go with me. Uh, you just wait till April rolls around. Me and fucking Bethy are gonna ride Buttercup months. into prom. Oh, jeez. Um, and, and you know what we're gonna be wearing? I'm going to be wearing some nice blue jeans and a graphic tee from merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Merch.aloadofpurebs.com is the website that you can go to 
to get all of your BS network needs. You can get shirts for a load of BS. You can get shirts for this show. You can get shirts for Fight Boys. You can get shirts for Quasel Corp. And I even made a new design for just exclusively like the BS network. And we got some shirts mm-hmm. with that on it. Mm-hmm. And of course, every single month I make a brand new shirt you can pick up over there. We have an awesome one now called The Rising Suns. It's got me and Blake on it. It looks real mystical and amazingness. My, my personal favorite thing about it is it is, in fact, done in tribute to the fact that, you know, on our, on Podbean, which is our our provider for our podcasting needs, thank you, podbean.com, uh, you can see, like, where people are from who, like, who are on your podcast, who, like, listen, and we've had four people from Ireland listen, which got me pumped. I was like, oh, my fucking homeland, yes! Oh, come <laughs> oh, to me, boy. brothers. But then we also had one person from Japan, and I was like, oh, they real confused right now. <laughs> Jesus. This is for that one, this is for our Japan bro. Yeah, this one shirt is for our Japan bro. Japan bro, get it, man. Now, oh. Blake Tanner, it's time for the, it's time to go to the movies. Because. Oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> I got that very, segment. It's that segment. This is a this is a trial run just to see if this is funny as shit. But I always loved like watching the videos where you'd have like all of the famous voice actors read movie scripts in their characters. And so um, I decided to pull up a few a pretty damn good movie scripts. And uh, Blake Tanner, if you would like to cast them and whoever you want me to voice them as. Uh, most of most of them are just two people. That's why I'm like not trying to go crazy with it. But Blake Tanner, in this first scene, I would like you to cast um, cast one person as Anakin Skywalker. Oh boy. Okay, who should be Anakin? Oh gee, who should be Anakin? Who um, would be a good Anakin Skywalker? Ah, uh, we were talking about him. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay, Stone Cold. We were talking Cold. about him earlier. I want to give you okay, another Stone... chance to bust that boy out. We have Stone Cold as Anakin. Uh, who should be Obi-Wan Kenobi? Um, now, now, wait a minute. Are you just going to, like, double-team this thing, or? Oh, wait. You want to be in on this? Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, uh, I'll be Anakin, uh, Stone Cold Steve Anakin. Um, so, okay. I think you're Obi-Wan. Oh, All right. Oh God, who would be a good Obi Wan for you? Patrick Warburton is Obi Wan, and <laughs> okay. And who should who should Padme be? Oh, Padme. <laughs> Padme needs to be. Mm. Oh, who's gonna be a good old Padme? Okay, so we got Stone Cold as um as Anakin. As Stone Anakin? Cold Steve Anakin. So who is who is Stone Cold's perfect partner? Oh, Stone Cold's perfect lover. Perfect, lo- yeah, the perfect lover of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I've got that answer for you. It's gonna be another wrestler, but he's looking at me and he's telling me if I don't do him, then he's gonna he's gonna hurt me. And it's the Undertaker. Oh no! Oh god, so we have Stone Cold Steve Anakin, the Padme Taker, and then Obi-Wan uh Warburton. All right. Uh, well, ladies and, ge- <laughs> ladies or and gentlemen, alternative Okay. An alternative uh would be Tim Curry, Pat- 
Padme Curry Amidala. Oh, yeah, I think Tim Curry would be a better one. Okay, okay. Now now presenting a scene from the BS Acting Guild from Star Wars Revenge of the Sith featuring Stone Cold Steve Austin, Tim Curry, and Patrick Warburton. Ahem. Padme, I saw your damn ship. Ow, Anakin. It's all right. You're safe now. What are you doing out here? I was so worried about you. Obi-Wan told me terrible things. What things? He said you've turned to the dark side. That you killed younglings. Obi-Wan's trying to turn you against me. He cares about us. Us? He knows. He knows. He wants to help you. Is Obi-Wan gonna protect you? He can't. He can't help you. He's not strong enough. Anakin. <laughs> Anakin. <laughs> All I want is your love. Love won't save you, Pat. <laughs> love won't save you, Padme. Only my new powers can do that. That's what caused. You're a good person. Don't do this. I won't lose you the way I lost my damn mother. I've become more powerful than any Jedi ever dreamed of, and I did it for you to protect us. Come away with me. Help me raise a child. Leave everything behind while we still can. Don't you see? We don't have to run away anymore. I've brought peace to the Republic. I'm more powerful than the damn Chancellor. I can overthrow him, and together, you and I can rule the galaxy. Make things the way we want them to be. I don't believe what I'm hearing. Hobie Waters right. You've changed. I don't want to hear any more about damn Obi-Wan. The Jedi turned against me. Don't you dare turn against me, bitch. <laughs> damn. I don't... I don't know you anymore. Anakin. Anakin, you're breaking my heart. I'll never stop loving you, but you're going down a path I can't follow. Because of Obi-Wan? Because of what you've done, what you plan to do. Stop. Stop now. Come back. I love you. Right. Liar. Padme turns around and sees Obi-Wan standing in the doorway of the Naboo cruiser. No! You're with him. You betrayed me. You brought him here to kill me. Now, Anakin, I swear, I... Hey, hey, let her go, Anakin. Let her go. Uh, Annie, Annie, let her go, Annie. What have you and her been up to? Let her go. You turned her against me. Well, you've done that yourself, Annie. You've done that yourself. You've done. <laughs> you will not take her from me. 
your uh, your anger and your lust for power have uh, already done that. I'm gonna fling off my cloak now. <laughs> You've allowed this dark lord to twist your mind until now. Until now, you have become the very thing you swore to destroy. Don't let... Oh, wait, no shit, wrong voice. Padme <laughs> uh, <laughs> pops up. Ow! Don't lecture me, Obi-Wan. I sued them through the lives of the damn Jedi. I do not fear the dark side as you do. You talk about your Yoda, talk about your John 316. <laughs> well, Anakin 316 says I have brought peace, justice, freedom, and security to my new damn empire. To your new empire. Empire. Don't empire. <laughs> I really like that he's slowly like redoing his life like like that one. Let's try it again. Don't make me kill you. Anik, my allegiance is to the Republic, the democracy, the nicely fitting Jedi robes. If you're not with me, then you're my damn enemy. Hey, only a Sith deals in absolutes, except for that one absolute that I just dealt in. I'll do what I must. You will damn try. Hey, Anakin, it's over. I have the high ground. The highest <laughs> ground, the ground that's the higher above you. Uh, the highest, high ground. You know, the ground that's high. Yeah. It thus ends Star Wars Revenge of the Sith presented by the BS players. God, that actually works out well better than I thought it did. <laughs> so, Blake, do you have our second one pulled up? It's a scene from hit film, uh, The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. So, oh, God, uh, is it? Who would you like to cast as the Joker? Who would be a good Wait. Joker? Oh, what page is it on? Because it started me at the beginning. Uh, go to page 101, I think is where it is. Um, yeah, who'd be a good... Damn it, I wish we didn't do Curry. Curry would have been... Ow! George, how I got these... Uh, oh god, who else? Ooh. Who else would be a good Joker? Yeah. How, how do you feel about a Christopher Walken Joker? Wait, about who? A Christopher uh, Walken Joker. A Walken Joker. A Walken uh, Joker. I was gonna say mm. Walken is uh, as Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> oh God. Um. Okay. So we're gonna do a Walken Gordon now. Blake, could you just give me a Batman? Who is just outstandingly British. Like, the most posh British. I wanted to be very polite. <laughs> okay, alright, alright, alright. Alright, now, now we need to know who Joker is. Um, Jack Black. <laughs> Jack Black? Jack Black is the <laughs> Joker. I'm a wild Joker! What's up, dude? Mm, hello, Commissioner. <laughs> All right, ladies it and only takes now. one day, Commissioner, to flick a giggle. I was a panda. <laughs> I was a panda. All 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, now the BS players present uh, The Dark Knight featuring Jack Bl Joker Black, Gordon Walken, and the most posh Batman ever. Ahem. Um, evening, Commissioner Dude. Flick you! Harvey Dent. He never made it home. Well, of course not. What have you done with him? Me? Uh, dude, I was right here, okay? Who did you leave him with? Your people? Mm, okay. Assuming, of course, they're not your people, not Maroni's. Does it depress you, Lieutenant, to know how alone you are? Does it make you feel responsible for Harvey Dent's current predicadoo? <laughs> where, where is he? Mm, what time is it? Well, what difference does that make? Well, depending on the time, he might be in one spot or several. Gadoo! <laughs> If, like, if we're gonna play games, I'm gonna need a cup of coffee. Ah, the good cop, bad cop routine. Not exactly. Wait, was that Tim Curry or Jack Black? No, I'm the same person. <laughs> Hell, um, the good cop, mm, dude, the good dude, <laughs> a bad dude routine. Mm. <laughs> Not exactly. At which point, Batman appears behind the Joker, slamming his head against the uh, against the table. Oh, uh, dude! Oh, no, no, no! You never, mm, never start with the head. The victim gets all fuzzy, wuzzy. It was a bear. Uh, can't feel the next. Oh, see. Hello, Batman here. You wanted me. And here I am. Oh, I wanted. <laughs> oh, I wanted to see what you'd do, big man. And you. Oh, you didn't disappoint. No, you let five um, people die. Ha <laughs> ha! Then you let Dent uh, take your place, even to a guy like me. That's cold. Yes, yes, I know. Where's Dent? You, you know, those, those mob dudes, they want you gone so they can get back to the way things were. But I know the truth. Oh, no, 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 there's no going back. You've changed things, dude. Uh, forever. Then, uh, why do you want to kill me? kill you, dude. What I would do, what would I do without you? Go back to ripping off those mob dudes? No, no, no. You, you, you complete a me. You, 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 your garbage who kills for money. No, don't talk um. like you're one of, don't talk like you're one of them. Uh, you're not. Even if you'd like to be, dude, you, to them, you're just a panda. Like me. They just need you right now, panda dude. But as soon as they don't, they'll cast you out. Like a kung fu panda. Their morals, their code. It's a bad joke. Uh, but dude, 
dropped at the first sign of trouble. They're only as good as the world allows them to be. You'll see. I'll show you, dude. When the chips are down, these, these civilized people, they'll eat each other. Mmm, like a delicious hot dog in that awesome sauce. Mm, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> you see, you see, dude, I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. Batman, Harvey's dead. That uh, I'm a, I am not a panda. I am a bat. Just clearing that up. It's bat dude, flickety doo, bat dude. I'ma send you one place, but it turns out that the girl that you love's at the other. Oh no, flickety doo. And then fucking Harvey Dent's face gonna burn off. Holy explosions, me. That was big. Oh, now my love interest is dead. Yes. And now the yachts are going to blow up, but I'm Batman. So fuck all right, it all. Dude, let me I tell win. You, let me tell you about this plan I got right now. You see those two fucking boats mm, out there on the ocean? A little interesting thing about them. Both of them set to blow up. I'ma see which one of these humans is fucked up enough to blow up a boat first. This plan kind of sucks, Joker. I don't care. Uh, humans are pretty what garbage. If, what if they don't do that? What? What are you talking about, dude? They do anything to save their bacon. Yeah, but what? What if they just don't press the button? I've got a button. That Look at this, yeah, wait, I've got a button here, I can just click, click, and then they both go boom. A click, click, what? a boom! Oh, took the button from you, sorry, Batman. Shit! Now you're upside down. <laughs> oh, for singing my upside down song, Flickadoo. Alright, well that was uh, apparently the entirety of The Dark Knight. <laughs> right, movie's the, over. Presented by Blow the up BS the cell phone button. thing. <laughs> All right, and we have one last movie for the BS players to present. Now, I want to cast the role that I want to play. Uh, it is oh from boy. hit film Pulp Fiction. And I'm going to be playing the character of Jimmy Dimmick, known uh, in the movie played by Quentin Tarantino. And I want to play him oh, as Kermit. Oh, Scotty, no. I want to play him as Kermit the Frog. Scotty, no. Hi, Kermit the Frog here. Oh, no. God, no. <laughs> and I guess you could pick who you want to play as Jules. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Hi, Kermit the Frog here. Let's do some... Oh. Let's do some crime. God, no. <laughs> no, it's going to be fun. Who do you want to play Jules as? Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Can I just play him as, like, an old prospector? <laughs> yes! Do an old prospector as Jules. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as our finale, welcome to Pulp Fiction, starring the BS players. This, uh, this time we have Kermit the Frog and an old prospector. All right. Uh, is this this is the scene that starts? Is, is this the scene that starts? God damn it, Jimmy! 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interior. That's Jimmy's Kitchen. Morning. These three men are standing in Jimmy's kitchen, each with a mug of coffee. Jules Vincent, who is apparently not in the scene, and Jimmy Dimmick, a young man in his late 20s, dressed in a bathrobe. <laughs> Goddamn, Jimmy! This is some serious gourmet shit! Me and Vincent wouldn't have been satisfied with this freeze-dried taster's choice. You just bring this gourmet fucking shit on us. What flavor is this? Good old donkey? All right, now knock it off, Jules. What? Look, I'm not a cop of corn, so you can stop buttering me up. I don't need you to tell me how good my coffee is. I'm the one who buys it. I know how fucking good it is. When Bonnie, when Piggy goes shopping... She buys shit. I buy the gourmet expensive stuff because when I drink it, I want to taste it. But what's on my mind at the moment isn't the coffee in my kitchen. It's the dead Muppet in my garage. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Oh, 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 I just saved oh. this podcast, didn't I? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jimmy! You no, can't no. use those words. I'm a, no, I'm talking now. Let me ask you a question, Jules. When you drove in here, did you notice a sign out front that said Dead Muppet Storage? Eh? No, no, answer my question. Did you see a sign out front of my house that said Dead Muppet Storage? Well, no, man, I didn't. Yeah, you know why you didn't see that sign? Why? Cause story, storing dead Muppets ain't my fucking business. No, hey. I, I ain't through. Now you, you don't you understand that if Piggy comes home and finds a dead body in her house, I'm gonna get divorced. No marriage counselor, no trial separation, fucking divorced. And I don't wanna get fucking divorced. The last time me and Bonnie talked about this shit was gonna be the last time me and Bonnie talked about this shit. Oh, wait, hold on. Last time me and Piggy talked about this shit was going to be the last time me and Piggy talked about this shit. Now, I really want to help you out, Jules. I really do. But I ain't going to lose my wife doing it. Oh, Jimmy. Don't fucking Jimmy me, man. I can't be Jimmy. There's nothing you could say that's going to make me forget that I love my pig wife. Now, she's working the graveyard shift at the hospital. She'll be coming home in less than an hour and a half. Make your phone calls, talk to your people, and get the fuck out of my house. Hey, that's all we want, Buster Brown. If you don't want to fuck up your shit, you got some nice shit here. Look at these wallpapers. We just need to call our people to bring us in. Then and I su- some shirts. See, if you got some extra shirts, we kind of bloody. <laughs> then I suggest you get to it. Phone's in my bedroom, motherfucker. Yay! <laughs> Kyle! Hey, I just shot I just shot Marvin in the face. Waka waka <laughs> Muppet Get Pulp Fiction. Get back in the fucking car, Vince! Muppet Pulp Fiction might be my new favorite thing. Oh Jesus Christ. My personal favorite moment of that whole scene was the nervousness that I could just see radiate through your body mm. up until I said dead Muppet storage and you're like, oh thank god. Catharsis. We're good now. Oof and shit, boy. That was a that was a rough one. That was a rough. <laughs> that was a rough one. Ah, so ah, don't worry, man. So uh, Blake Tanner, what did you learn this week? 
<laughs> oh, I learned that if you want to ask out the perfect horse girl, then all you gotta do is get the horse to ask her out for you. <laughs> and I learned that storing dead fucking Muppets ain't my business. Oh, God. So, Blake Tanner, where can they I find you? It. You find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. Uh, um, I also do some other videos uh, about video games on the Darkroom Vidya. That's mm -hmm. our YouTube channel. Um, that's Darkroom V-I-D-Y-A. And unlike Very most Caucasian stuff. males who do video game videos, Blake Tanner will never disappoint you. And you can oh, that's a that's a big check you're writing for my ass. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S C O T T Y E M O. You can buy my book on Amazon at Quizel Corp. Q U E Z A L C O R P. You can also get the audiobook for it on Audible, iTunes, where all good audiobooks are sold. And make sure to check out the Quizel Corp podcast. We had our first episode come out last week to like rave reviews. It was awesome. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. Check out all the stuff I have for that. And if you actually want to get an easier way to find it, just go to aloadofpurebs.com. That's right, that's where you can find out all the great BS Network shows, like a uh, load of BS, Fight Boys, Quasal Corp, all of our YouTube stuff. All of it's over there on aloadofpurebs.com. And for those of you listening on iTunes or watching on YouTube, make sure to rate us, subscribe to us. That way we got a little bit, you know, some... Some cash in our ass, just saying like, hey, mm -hmm. these are good people. You know, we just would appreciate a, ri a rate, like, subscribe, smash that like button, am I right, guys? Oh, boy. Oh, that got, <laughs> that got, that got sad really quick. And oh. as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at a load of pure BS.com. You can buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Donate to the Patreon. Find us on Facebook. And remember, you can find both of us on Twitter at a load of pure BS. Except no substitutes. And we will see you next. Woo!